Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary, and I am still Jerry Brooks, your host, tour guide through the alternate universe of known as Joe Biden's America, and the baby-faced assassin of all things conservative, fighting for free speech, freedom of thought, freedom of religion, and any other freedoms that our great constitution affords us. Now, before we get into the fun of today's program, I have a huge announcement to make. I have put this also on our website, inblackandright.net, that as of yesterday, In Black and Right can be officially found on Truth Social. We finally, finally got on. And yes, I am absolutely ecstatic about it. So yes, the hottest social media platform in the country, and we're finally on. Yay! You can find us at on True Social at In Black and Right, and that's all one word spelled out: I N B L A C K A N D R I G H T at In Black and Right on True Social, and we are going to be starting to put a lot of stuff on there as soon as I possibly can, even though the timing's a little funky, but hey, we're going into the 4th of July weekend. So I'm going to take a little extra time away from celebrating our nation's independence, but also keeping you up to speed on some things that are going on. Now, if you also uh, want to give us a shout out via email, you can do so at inblackandright at gmail.com. And yes, of course, at in uh, in black and right.net our website uh, you can also check out our online store uh, we're going to be putting up some patriotic stuff as quick as it can hopefully this weekend but hey every day should be independence day especially these days ay 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 but anyway as we get into today's fun i'm blown away uh last night was uh, another set of primaries in some pretty important states like Illinois, New York, Colorado, Utah, and there were also some special elections going on in um, Oklahoma and in Nebraska and runoffs in M Mississippi and in South Carolina. Trump did a pretty, had a pretty good night, especially in Illinois. Uh, the candidates that he endorsed, uh, Darren Bailey, who is a state senator, won, came from behind to win the GOP primary uh, for governor of Illinois, and Mary Miller, who beat out incumbent Rodney Davis for a House seat in Illinois. And she was endorsed by President Trump. Uh, also, uh, Lauren Boebert in her congressional district, Colorado 3, uh, she was endorsed by Trump and she easily won uh, her primary. And there are still, you know, it, it wasn't exactly what I would call a huge, uh, huge night, but uh, in New York State, 
Trump did not endorse any of the Republican candidates, but Congressman Lee Zeldin did win the GOP primary. And it was kind of an important primary in the sense that Zeldin was going against Andrew Giuliani, who is the son of Rudy Giuliani, and the Giuliani name is pretty well known, especially in New York City. But other than that, it was kind of what I thought was an un... wasn't that impressive of a primary uh, set of primaries, because pretty much, in a lot of cases, uh, a lot of these incumbents did win, and the Trump-endorsed candidates uh, won many of the seats. Not all of them, but one thing that I did find interesting about Oklahoma. Now, in the special Senate primary, because the current senator, uh, James Inhofe, is retiring, so it's becoming an open seat. Now, interestingly enough, the top two, uh, top two uh, who won in the in the primary last night was one congressman mark wayne mullen of oklahoma uh, from the uh, tulsa broken arrow area of of the state i mean now this is a guy a former mma fighter who went over to afghanistan in secret to try to get our citizens that joe biden left behind and no, I'm not going to forget that. I will definitely never forget that. That a president of the United States abandoned his own citizens and our vetted allies. And yet, here's a member of Congress trying to get these people out. And ran into some trouble from our diplomatic outposts in the region. Thank you, State Department. Ugh, what a bunch of doofuses. So that was one. And then he did get the bigger share of the votes. But the other person who won, uh, I mean, because it looks like it's going to go off into a runoff, uh, was a gentleman named T.W. Shannon, who is the former Speaker of the Oklahoma House of Representatives. And he's black. Now that kind of interests me. But let's see what happens. I don't know when the runoffs are going to be for that particular election, but I, I think both candidates, whoever won the primary, should become the next senator from the state of Oklahoma. And I love that. I mean, I, I mean I'm kind of torn, so I, I'm not really going to kind of say yay or nay to either one like my endorsement really means anything but i do have friends who do live in oklahoma and they're good people so i might want to maybe give them a little bit of a nudge but that's kind of eh, not quite my speed quite yet but it was an interesting night last night and so now for the next few weeks, we do get a bit of a break from the primaries because there's only one primary scheduled for the month of July, and that is July 19th, and that's going to be for the state of Maryland. And that pretty much is it for uh, the month of July. And then we pick up again in August uh, with some major league primaries, including the Florida primary, Arizona, and some other key states. 
so that's going to be an interesting thing. But I'm just absolutely blown away. Yesterday, the January 6th kangaroo court absolutely made complete horses butts out of themselves. I mean, and of course the media helped, but they are false prophets anyway. They're a mess. Now here's Cassidy Hutchinson, a low level staffer. Okay. Now they want, the media wanted to make this look like, oh, she's a former top staffer for Mark Meadows, who was Trump's chief of staff. And, oh, she had all this information, and she put out an absolute redonkulous story. I mean, let me tell you, being, being around politics for about the last 30 years, no, I mean, she's 25 years old, and she was 23 when a lot of this happened. I'm sorry, but when you're that age... You definitely are not a senior staffer. You're probably in charge of grabbing the office coffee at that point. But to make this young woman, I don't know what her problem is, but, and the story she told, oh my goodness, even Hollywood could never do this because it would be absolutely unbelievable. Now, Cassidy Hutchinson... Uh, who, who's just a major league goofball. She lied. She obfuscated like nobody's business trying to somehow put out the story that President Trump, at 74 years old, who was riding in the Beast, the presidential limousine, I mean, this thing is designed to take a hit from a rocket-propelled grenade. So, yeah, it's tough. It's secure. Now, for people who have actually been in the beast and have ridden with President Trump, these are high-level senior advisors and officials, not some 20-something who apparently somehow imagined all this or was told by somebody. I mean, this was just nuts. Now, imagine this, if you will, my friends. You're the President of the United States. It's January 6th. And apparently, according to uh, <clears throat> Ms. Hutchinson, I don't really know what kind of drug she was on or somehow programmed to put the story out, but we are supposed, we the American people are supposed to believe that President Trump reached from the back of the beast, the presidential limousine, through a plexiglass partition and went after the limousine driver who's secret service i'm like huh i'm like did and she, and she apparently was serious the idiotic dingbats on the on the committee thought she was serious and even the media thought she was serious i mean this story was so whacked so contrived that it it enraged the secret service and they're saying hey committee how about calling one of us to testify we can tell you it never happened 
I don't, they have no idea how the story came out and why the hell did they were somewhat believed. This story wasn't challenged. This is why the January 6th kangaroo court has taken every single rule of every congressional committee and threw it out the window. No minority counsel, no minorities, um, none of the Republicans except for two deranged rhinos, no other, uh, no other Republicans were allowed. No cross-examination, no real investigation, nothing. This is, a, this is why, and one of the many, many reasons why, this committee is a straight-up mess. A major league straight-up mess. Now, <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Now, it makes sense when you've got a 20-something who is probably looking for some kind of a book deal and out there in the committee using hearsay testimony. She didn't witness a single thing. It was hearsay. And in any court of law, hearsay evidence is not permitted. It's, it's, it's struck out. But no, this is a special committee. This is a very special group of serious, dig, serious dingbats. No, sorry, honey. You, you just, ugh. I mean, yeah, you did get MSLSD and other goofballs in the media. You got them all amped up and ramped up and excited. It's like, oh my gosh. And yet, not long after her testimony, the Secret Service, through many media outlets were, and social media, were saying, hey, uh, no, this girl's on drugs, and none of this that she said ever happened. None of it. She, it was shot full of holes. Not long after she finished testifying. Oh my God. And nope. No, no, no. There's not going to be any committee hearings anytime soon. And I can assure you there will be zero opportunity for the Secret Service to take her testimony and put it through the meat grinder where it belongs. And then you put it through a, a wood chipper. Because it's stupid. It's crazy. It's insane. And yeah. But of course, you know, hey. But still, let's not forget the fact. Let's not forget the fact. And it's been through John Solomon's Just the News. I mean, come on. And, and just, oh my goodness. Let me find, yeah, there we go. Now, this headline from just the news john solomon's group and he brought receipts i mean he's not just saying something just to say something he brought receipts he has documents emails he's got it all this is why he is a five-star investigative journalist january 6th panel effort to blame trump for violence ignores pointed warnings congress got much earlier and this is a continuation of a story that uh, started out last week. And just the news obtained documents from the U.S. Capitol Police, from their intelligence division, talking about violence was being planned 
for January 6th, and it happened December, and they were receiving this, December 21st, 2021. That's nearly three weeks before January 6th. And it was coming from multiple sources. It was coming from Homeland Security, the U.S. Marshals, the FBI, and other federal law enforcement and intelligence operations. But no. And, I mean, if Trump knew there was going to be violence, why in the Sam hell did he want ten to 20,000 National Guard troops in the Capitol? Now, there's a question that begs to be asked. And the really big question that begs to be asked is, why was President Trump's request denied, ignored, overlooked, whatever, but they didn't get the troops? Who did it? Was it somebody in the Pentagon? Was it somebody in the D.C. mayor's office? Who, did, who stopped it? Who stopped the troops when there was plenty, plenty of warning, plenty of warning? The, the sergeant at arms for the House and the Senate, they had to have known. Come on, people. This is ridiculous. There are pl and now we now have the sergeant at arms for the Senate who was the sergeant at arms during January 6th just died a couple of days ago. And the timing of it just really made me go, hmm. I mean, was this another case of Clinton's side? <coughs> Excuse me, folks. But yeah, and I'll get into that tomorrow because uh, the ca his cause of death was just recently released. I mean, he was only he was 71 years old, so it's not like he was a really old person, but he could have easily have had some type of medical condition or whatever. But no, I, I, and I'll get into that probably tomorrow a little bit. But yeah, as it stands now. I mean, this Cassidy Hutchinson, this girl needs psychiatric help. Her credibility is completely shot. And any possibility of somehow profiting off of this has gone the way of the dinosaur. So, I mean, there's that. But, hmm, interesting. Uh, just some breaking news that came across just, bef just before we uh, went on air, R&B singer R. Kelly was sentenced today to 30 years in prison following his conviction earlier this year on charges of being a sexual predator. Oh, mercy. Now, that's interesting. Now, thank goodness Katanji Brown Jackson's not on the high court yet. And in a somewhat related story, tomorrow is the end of the Supreme Court's uh, term and Justice Breyer will be officially retiring as soon as the final rulings of the court have been made public. So that's going to be about noon Eastern tomorrow. And so then Katanji Brown Jackson moves in and starts her reign of wackiness. And given the fact that the only the thing that Katanji Brown Jackson was known for was her nice big soft heart 
for child pornographers and sexual predators. Thank goodness she wasn't overlooking this case. And and it, thank goodness, and it wasn't even in within her jurisdiction because it was more of a local case. But, oh, in uh, New York. But, yeah, so that's going to be fun when the sec when the first Monday in October comes around, uh, seeing what's going to be coming down that pipe. But, yeah, after the blistering heat that the high court has brought down on the Second Amendment, on on prayer and religious liberty, and of course, Roe, overturning Roe v. Wade. That, I mean, how do you top that, really? I mean, I don't know. But I kind of, eh, kind of went down that road, and I shouldn't have. But yeah, it's uh, that's pretty wacky. But I'll tell you what really is something that hacks me off. Now. This is, of course, California. Now, I don't know if anybody saw the story, but the Attorney General's office of the state of California exposed a lot of private information about gun owners. I'm like, wow, are you freaking serious? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The California Department of Justice new firearms dashboard portal portal launched on monday of this week and tuesday morning it was shut down after re after users realized their personal information including their full names their date of birth and their addresses could be publicly accessed and probably was oh and this is a story from newsweek which is kind of weird but anyway now according to the firearms news outlet the reload which is kind of a cool name personal information was leaked for at least 2,891 people in Los Angeles County with standard concealed carry licenses as well as 420 reserve police officers 244 permits from judges 63 people with a place of employment permit and seven custodial officers. Now, the California Attorney General, Rob Bonta, announced on Monday that the dashboard portal, portal accessed through the Department of Justice Open Justice Data Program was to serve as a general hub for information sharing between gun owners to improve transparency. What? Are, are, dude, Mr. Attorney General Dingbat. Yeah, improving transparency, but now you've got the information, personal information, of a heck of a lot of gun owners who have concealed carry permits, and who knows who could have downloaded that info. I mean, the first people I think of when I think of something this brain dead are identity thieves. I mean, seriously, the only thing that was missing was their social security numbers. And they could probably get that from the information that they accessed. This is not improving transparency. You've got privacy rights issues galore. You know, you, it does. Plus, who knows if a less than law-abiding citizen 
wanted to find somebody and they all they had to do was look it up. They accessed that information, they downloaded it, and they found it. They found somebody that they might want to go after. I mean, and there were police officers, reserve police officers on that list. And judges, 244 judges who have concealed carry? I mean, my gosh, all you need is some disgruntled person who has a grudge with a judge, and they could go after them and try to catch them in a point where they're not going to be able to reach their weapon. There are so many ways that this can go down a very scary path. A very scary path. But nope. And of course, the you know Attorney General Dingbat, in a press release, said, Transparency is key to increasing public trust between law enforcement and the communities we serve said Bonta in a press release. He added that it was important to prevent gun violence, especially in the wake of recent mass shootings. Are you freaking serious? How many ways could this be taken? It's not going to prevent gun violence. You could end up with a lot of people killed. All you need is somebody with enough knowledge to download this stuff or copy and paste it on a computer and hey they can just start on a nice little spree seriously I mean this is not preventing gun violence it's not I mean it could actually increase gun violence there are so many I mean plus my lord <laughs> ay 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 the fact that I mean you these people have their addresses they could just simply go somebody who's some messed up has a messed up reprobate mind can go after these people say oh I got your address boom or kill them somehow now remember folks you don't always have to have a gun to kill somebody you can always use things like oh I don't know a truck a car I mean, we've known these mass casualty incidences, in incidents. I mean, the guy in Waukesha, Wisconsin, the psycho black guy, took an SUV and turned it into a weapon of mass destruction, killed people from the age of eight into their 80s. I mean, come on, folks. C can we just stop with the stupidity and realize Evil is out there. It's very much out there. And for us to kind of, oh, well, no, let's get rid of the guns. Let's get rid of the guns. Really? Come on, people. I mean, do I have to continue to explain that you can do more damage or just as much damage with something else? Like, I mean, I remember just a few years ago in the south of France, in Nice, some... Islamics, uh, some Islamists and jihadists took a van right through the south of France in Nice and killed 83 people. 83 people with one van. That's more than what you could do with a gun. And yet, 
No. Oh no, we gotta get rid of the guns. We gotta get rid of the guns. And and morons who are emoting and not thinking are pushing forward. And this is what made that stupid bipartisan gun bill possible. Just dingbats emoting, rhinos looking to make nice with Democrats in the Senate, and and of course, and, and it was the same in the House. But nope, it was essentially the right. Now the Democrats, I understand, I get that. But these Republicans, especially the ones who are the never Trump Republicans, who are essentially retiring or they've been primaried out, it's the GOP elites and the establishment. It's their last screw you to you, the American public, to law-abiding gun owners everywhere. This is just absolutely disgusting. And I hope to God it, there's not any real tragic consequences from this but the the attorney general of california was incredibly irresponsible i mean incredibly irresponsible to get this kind of information and to make it public my gosh who knows what kind of damage could have been done but only time will tell but to finish out for today oh mercy this is a mess. Now, of course, a, a story from not that long ago where the, where the nice little Catholic girl, Nancy Pelosi, bleh, even my Catholic friends can't stand it. But apparently, in a slap in the face to every pro-life Catholic in the United States and around the world, Here's Nancy Pelosi who went to Rome and received Holy Communion from the Pope, even though the reason why the Archbishop of San Francisco and other archbishops around the country said that she would not be served communion by them is because of her, uh, her support for abortion. And the, should, and the same thing should apply to any pro-abortion uh, pro Catholic, including Joe Biden. I mean, he's supposed to be the nice Catholic boy, but apparently there was a picture um, of Nancy Pelosi taking communion from the Pope and as a slap in the face to every pro-life Catholic. And I know quite a few. So yeah, Nancy Pelosi does not give a rip and the Pope apparently doesn't care either. So he's just going to go, it's like, you shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to serve her anyway. And I know there are many Catholic bishops and priests who are very split on this issue. Very split on this issue. But that's just a slap in the face. It's kind of like, hey, all you pro-life Catholics in America, screw you. I'm going to get my communion anyway. And so, which is like, okay, knock yourself out, Nancy. But don't be surprised if a lot of this stuff comes back and bites you in your old crone butt. It's going to come back. Now, whether you believe it or not, whether you like it or not, sorry, the word of God is still true. You reap what you sow. 
And if you take communion in an unworthy manner, oh, you got problems, girlfriend. You got major problems. And that's not just in the Catholic Church. It's the same in the Protestant Church. So, yeah, think carefully before you take communion. I mean, that's the only thing I can really say on that for right now. And that will wrap it up for today, folks. Now, again, we are now officially on Truth Social at In Black and Right. You can certainly find us. Please tell your friends uh, to follow us. And we're going to be building Major League this summer, especially since we're going to be going to uh, Dallas the first week of August for CPAC Texas. We're going to have that. Uh, also, you can pick up our audio podcast anywhere you get your podcast. We're on all platforms. So please tell your friends. Just look for my name, Jerry Brooks, or in black and right. It's pretty easy to find. Just look for the flaming microphone. It's that simple. So anyway, folks, take care of yourselves. Have yourself a great Wednesday. And remember, patriots come in all colors. <laughs>